2: Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. BYU football's a top 12 team. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who has his eyes peeled on Twitter these days and every day, Jerem Jordan.
1: We all do right now, man. We all do. Things are great for BYU. So the uh, Mason Wake touchdown, the underhand flip from Zach Wilson. That is a play called Chiefs, we learn after the game. And BYU took this play from the Chiefs when they visited the Chiefs two years ago. Um, So, yeah, Eric Mateos, offensive line coach, is a fan. ESPN College Football tweets out the video. And Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback on this planet, says, well done to Emoji Strong Arms and Sunglasses Man.
2: He scores some points with his head coach as well by tweeting that out.
1: Yes, Andy Reid's like, more playing time for you. (laughs) Oh, wait. Yeah, pretty cool that Patrick Mahomes tweeting about BYU football plays. That's awesome. The hype
2: has reached new levels, and I didn't know much, that it could.
1: How much higher can it go? It's crazy. I, 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 I said this the other, last week. I was like, I don't know that there's much more mountain to climb. There's plenty more mountain to burn. Geez, see Provo fire over the week? Orem, good job by uh, local officials to do their best with that. My gosh. But BYU is climbing this mountain, and I'm like, is there more mountain to climb? Like, sure, there is. New Year Six is the highest mountain. Winning in New Year Six, that's the highest. Part of the Mountain College football playoff? We're going to discuss, like, <laughs> am I going to shave my head or what? Like, it's, The rhetoric is insane right now. And, and I, I think a lot of it is valid, but I think some of it's a little crazy, and I'll explain later why.
2: Yes, right now the realistic mountaintop is the New Year's Six. Um, scaling Mount Everest alone is comparable to the college football playoff right now for BYU because no Sherpa
1: or anything. It's you know. it's
2: just it's going to be really really tough with like, the Big 10 and the Pac-12 coming back.
1: Yeah, it's still my thunder, but yeah. Yeah. We'll discuss coming up. <laughs> it was a tease.
2: Some kickoff time news to begin your week for the BYU Halloween Night Showdown against Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Big Red And the Cougars will kick at 10.15 p.m. Eastern, 8.15 Mountain Time.
1: Yeah, more like 10.20, but yeah. Or (laughs) 10.26. Or 25. Yeah, You know, uh, there's always the
2: 5 to 6 to 11 minute slide.
1: It's Halloween night as well, so that'll be fun. Also, it's Halloween in a pandemic. How does that work? Figure it out.
2: It's good to be in the ESPN conference. Let's just double down on that, right?
1: No, it's on ESPN. Yeah, and that's with the Big Ten playing, by the way. But, yeah, the light games, that's always the window that BYU's kind of slid into, obviously. So, well, if, you're a, if you're a top and, 10 but team it's or a e- top
2: 12 team, people will be watching.
1: Yeah, and it's on ESPN. Like, I'd always, I always want to be on ESPN versus not being on ESPN, no matter what time the game is. Doesn't matter.
2: Hopefully, BYU puts up some scary numbers nice. on Halloween night. Nice. Here is today's show lineup. Is it time to remove the blue goggles when discussing BYU as a one New Year 6 bowl team? And, Gulp, a college football playoff team. Here. ESPN's Trevor Man hey, do, do you need the blue goggles or are we taking them off? Oh, okay. And tell us how BYU can climb the <laughs> <Blue goggle> rankings <laughs> alert,
1: blue with alert, two upcoming blue games against, alert, let's face it, alert. struggling teams. Wait, do we need to sanitize those first? Anyone have a wipe? My bad. My bad.
2: (laughs) Plus, how the teams BYU has beaten continue to, in a way, help the Cougars out. And fans in the stands, people, here are today's BYU Sports Station headlines.
1: Number 14, BYU beats Houston 43-26 after trailing by 12 with 16 minutes left in the game Friday. Zach Wilson threw for exactly 400 yards. There was a penalty that brought BYU back five. Otherwise, it would have been 395. Mm. Four touchdowns in the game. Uh, the Cougars move up two spots in the AP poll to number 12, number 11 in the coaches poll, a.k.a. the SID poll, Sports Information Director. We don't believe that the coaches actually vote. No. It's BYU's highest ranking since 09. I mean, what's happening right now is just incredible with BYU football. This is awesome.
2: First 5-0 start since 2008. BYU has scored 40-plus in four of the first five games for the first time since 2001.
1: Yep, first time since dot, dot, dot. This is awesome.
2: It's incredible. As I mentioned, fans allowed at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Finally. Specifically, the Texas State at BYU football game, slated for this Saturday, October 24th at LES, will be played with approximately 6,000 spectators in attendance. I'm not kidding when I say this. There may have been 6,000 spec BYU fans in attendance at the Houston game. They were loud. Individuals who originally purchased tickets for the home season opener against Troy will have their tickets honored for this Saturday night's game. The BYU Ticket Office will distribute the Texas State BYU tickets electronically this Thursday along with detailed game day instructions. Bring your masks.
1: ESPN's Bill Connolly gives out some midseason awards that include Brigham. He has BYU's the fourth best team in the nation right now. Whoa. Tyler Algiers, number three on the Doak Walker award list for best running back. Sir Clark Barrington, number three for the Outland Award for Best Interior Lineman. Jake Goldroyd, number three for the Lou Groves Award for Best <laughs> place Kicker. And Kalani Sitake is number one for Coach of the Year. Zach Wilson didn't show up on the Best QB or player Best Player Mentions, by the way, which is a little surprising. Bill's like the only dude that doesn't have Zach Wilson in, like, the top three QB conversations.
2: Okay. Obviously, Bill is very high on Justin Fields. He's Trey high Lunds, on everybody from U.S.
1: except for Zach Wilson.
2: <laughs> Bring on Cougars in the National Football League. Fred Warner, enjoying that national spotlight, had seven total tackles, six solo, and a 49ers 24 16 win over the LA Rams. Sione Takitaki had three solo tackles in a Browns 38 7 loss to the first place and undefeated yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. Called that one. Jamal Williams contributed three carries, 34 yards for the Packers, and a shocking 38 10 loss to the Bucks. Whoa. And Harvey Long, he had two tackles and a 24-0 shutout loss for the New York JTS JETS Jets, Jets, Jets to the Miami Dolphins.
1: Trevor Lawrence to the Jets. It seems You heard it he here first. It seems so way. Just kidding, way. everyone's in.
2: <laughs> All rise <laughs> and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Jerem, is it time to remove the blue goggles and talk seriously about BYU football in the college football playoff and BYU having a Heisman Trophy winner?
1: Okay, let's break those into two parts. One is BYU as a college football playoff team. No, the blue, blue goggles are still on. I'm going to take them on just for this, off for, just for this conversation. But um, No, there's some people putting BYU in the top four. The reason BYU is in the top four is because they are 5-0, and and they've looked good. That's the first part, right? The next part of that, though, is that the Big Ten hasn't started playing. Notice I didn't say the packs 12 the Big Ten hasn't started playing. Ohio State's going to be in there once. Uh, obviously, it's it's this Saturday. Ohio State plays Nebraska at home. They begin. Ohio State will be in the top four in a lot of people's uh, polls and uh, you know lists this week. BYU's taking advantage of this in a great way. Listen, COVID, the pandemic, it blew up BYU's schedule. Ten games gone of the twelve. BYU replaced those with eight, and here we are. BYU sitting at five and zero. Oh, and as I've tweeted. Uh, Numerously over the weekend, a lot of you have tweeted back at me, whether you agree or not. It's not been about who BYU's played, it's been about how BYU's played. And the Cougars have been tremendous outside of the UTSA game in a one-score game. BYU has won by 17-plus in four of the five, and its best win just happened. BYU was down. BYU probably should have lost this game, given how they were playing being dominated defensively. And then boom, twenty nine unanswered, and it was an incredible feat by BYU to come back in this game in spite of James Embry injury and Gunnar Romney injury in the game. And here BYU sits at five and zero. So college football playoff, let's just tackle that first one. I still think is wild. New Year's Six is BYU's definitely going to be in the convo if they're undefeated. I believe now that if BYU's undefeated, they will get in. There's they'll, too they'll much in mojo. Six game. Yep. There's too much mojo if BYU's undefeated. If is one loss, they're probably on the outside looking in.
2: It is wild that BYU, as you brought up, with no James Empey, no Gunnar Romney, no Kyrus Tonga. No Kyrus no,
1: Tonga, thank you. No Lorenzo
2: Fauatea.
1: Do, do we want the full list right now? And no Matt Bushman, by the way. Chaz Ayu, no Jackson A- McChesney, Hinkley Ropati, <laughs> Tristan Hodge. Oh.
2: <laughs> Depth. Oh, Depth. Yes on display and adjustments by the coaching staff and players yes. late in the third quarter when they challenged Houston by going man-to-man coverage on the outside and brought the heat it was so fun to watch it was like a switch literally was flipped in a moment and so they said okay Chris Wilcox uh Isaiah Heron you got him Troy Warner Go. like you guys you're, you need to lock these down because we're sending the heat. And, man, did it pay off to the tune of a stat that you put out that I loved so much.
1: Which we will get to later. Woo! It, it, the way BYU played on defense was incredible. And, and obviously, Zach Wilson gets the uh, headlines. but That was incredible. Okay, so college football playoff. You think it's crazy. Keep it, the blue goggles on.
2: At this point, you need
1: blue goggles. Yes. But
2: for me, the storyline is more about... Who is wearing the blue goggles, Jerem? Typically, right. it's the fan base. It's not just us. Typically, it's the fan base. of Oh, this is amazing. it's amazing. The Cougar Quorum. It's Cougar Board. It's all those peeps. Bill Connolly of ESPN. It's Reese Davis who has BYU at number eight. It's Kirk Herbstreet that has BYU at number six still of teams that he's watched. It's a it's, guy named Tom Green. It's Tom Green who has but BYU at not number not that Tom four. Green. And Kirk Bowles of uh, the Austin Statesman or whatever yeah, it is American that Statesman. has BYU at number four. And it's guys like Pat Forty and, good grief, uh, Stuart
1: Mandel. Yes, um, Bruce Feldman. And
2: Bruce Feldman. Bruce Feldman Joel has BYU Clatt. at number four. Joel Klatt has BYU at number 10.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and we'll tell you more about what they're saying coming up later. They've
2: got the blue goggles on. So yes. For me, that's, that's what stands out above all this. Is, yes. It's not the fan base, primarily. It's the national pundits that are leading this conversation.
1: We're like, is it an irrational group, which, listen, I tend to be irrational. We all do. Or is it the rational group, the national media? We think they're rational. Okay, so we agree on that. Let's talk Zach Wilson then for Heisman. No, Zach's a legit Heisman candidate. Like, the, I, you can take the blue goggles off for that one. He, he, when, when during the Alabama-Georgia game, they do an update on, the, on Heisman Watch, and you see Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson next to each other. It's legit. There have been, that's not the first time this has come up. But to me, I go, this is the biggest game. Literally, the only game I scheduled on Saturday to watch where I was like, I am sitting down and I'm watching every second of this game in game seven of Astros Rays. Go Rays. Uh, Gregor Bell tweeted A lot of you did. I saw like 10 people like, hey, this just showed up. Heisman watch. That, that moment, I was like, oh, it's like official, official, right? Before it was like, well, this is a little crazy. No, no, no. Zach deserves everything that's happening right now. And Zach has been very complimentary of, obviously, the offensive line. Um, and why did it take us 12 minutes to mention Dax Milne? Dax Milne went from 9, 184, and 3. That is unbelievable. No because one- he's the most underappreciated star on BOE's football team. And as you mentioned on the postgame, I think that time has ended. <laughs> please. Right? Ha- please. Has, it, has it ended? Is he properly appreciated? I think so, right? Back Can we to elevate ba- him? Back-to-back 100-yard games, you cease to be unappreciated. And what he did was incredible because Gunner, first play, 78 yards, bang, touchdown. I was like, <laughs> whoa, that was wild. I, what Zach is doing is incredible. So he's first in completions percentage. And if he finishes at this number, he'll set the NCAA record. It's 78.7 right now. Crazy. He'll set the BYU record, obviously. He's second in yards per attempt. 12.4. He's second in efficiency at, at 207. Both of those seconds to Mac Jones of Alabama, who's just been off the charts. And granted, he has at least three NFL receivers he's throwing to. I don't know that Buoy has an NFL receiver right now on the roster. Like, Dax and Gunner have been amazing, but NFL is another thing, right? Hopefully that happens later. But uh, Zach deserves what he's doing. It's, he has been elite. I don't use that word in vain. Zach Wilson, as you said in the postgame show, is an elite quarterback right now. Absolutely. The question is can he keep it up? Because if he does keep it up, he's got a good shot to be in New York City. New York City if BO is undefeated. If BO is not undefeated, perhaps it, it may not happen. But if BO is undefeated and Zach is remotely close to what he's been doing, which has been off the charts. Yeah, he's like I don't think he'd win it, but I think he'd be a finalist.
2: BYU is a really good football team with an elite quarterback and they are winning games now. That they haven't in the past. We talked about this after UTSA. Oh, it got weird. It, BYU was losing those games. They were losing those games more often than not. And then, I can't believe this, but our friend Greg Rebell pointed out, when BYU was trailing after three quarters in the Kalani-Satake era, 3-19. and 19,
1: Woof. And, and the 12-point comeback was the most in the Satake era. 3-19.
2: and 19. Now they're 4 and 19 the team is a little bit different. They're built differently this year. They're winning games that in the recent past they have not won. Cannot emphasize Why? that enough. They're different. Why? Let's because they have an elite it. quarterback. Yes. They have upperclassmen, mm-hmm. and the coaches are figuring it out. This has been a project that's been five three years. to five years in the
1: making. It's taken five years to get to this point. Not all the staff's been here for five, but Kalani Satake, he's he's talked uh, you know on camera, off camera about – Listen, this, this was a thing that we knew would take a couple years to get to this point. BYU's won 18 games the last three years. BYU's been, meh, four, seven, seven wins. BYU's been completely irrelevant the last couple years. Moments of relevance and wins, right? USC, Tennessee, Wisconsin, so on. But nothing that lasted. This is lasting. Like, every week, it's so flattering to watch what's happening with BYU because they are earning it. The schedule has blown up. BYU can't control that. They're playing the games they could get. They're winning convincingly. Houston was what we thought a massive challenge, and now you, now you look and go, okay, take care of business against Texas State, Western Kentucky, and then guess what? November 6th is going to be the biggest game BYU's played in 10 years. It really is. It's going to be the biggest game since, what, 2009? Name Utah, <laughs> Oregon State, Florida State. Uh, Oklahoma, any of those games, right? DCU Massive. Uh, well, y- yes, game day came. It was a big game before the game. It's not a big game for BYU on the field. But this, this is exciting because BYU, like you said, has an elite, amazing quarterback right now. And Zach Wilson's put in the time to be great and do this. And BYU's down 12. It, the, the undefeated season, the New Six, blah, blah, Tyler Algieri's not rushing much. BYU's not getting pressure on the quarterback. BYU's down 26-14 with a minute left in the third. All of this is going to be blown up, and today is a day of mourning. Instead, BYU goes 29 unanswered points. I can't emphasize how awesome that was enough because the defense was incredible. Zach Wilson was incredible. Uh, BYU is uh, trying to take the lead. They're at the goal line, (laughs) right? Or, Or maybe they had the lead, but they were trying to add to it, right, I think. That throw to Zach, uh, uh, Dax Milne is incredible. Like was on the onside third. kick, the onside kick, bro. Holy shnikes, Talmadge Gunther. Just, there were so many elements to this that were incredible. Good to have Jake Goldroyd back in the game, by the way.
2: So I was in the corner of the press box at Houston's newish stadium, and it's third and 15, and I think... All of us are kind of anticipating...
1: Robert and I's draw? A little
2: screen, little draw, <laughs> kick a field goal, go up six, and then it's going to get really, really weird. And on third and 15, Zach Wilson throws an absolute dime to Dax Milne, who makes a great catch, by the way. And I, I let out an audible, wow!
1: <laughs> In the press box, <laughs> yes. where you're not supposed to react. No, I didn't, I didn't
2: yes. cheer. It was just a, Wow! And Mitch Harper looked at me and kind of laughed, uh, my, our buddy from
1: KSL Sports. And I, just,
2: I mean, it, it, I was shocked. I was shocked that they
1: went with
2: that call and they pulled it off.
1: Yeah. Everything's great right now. Everything's awesome, man. Lego movie right now. Wow.
2: Exactly. Question of the day. Is it time to take off the blue goggles and have a serious discussion about BYU's college football playoff chances and Zach Wilson as a Heisman candidate? Why or why not? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. All right, at Borsch Tire answering on Twitter, what do you think? Quote, BYU will be talked about for the college football playoff and Wilson discussed for the Heisman, but the schedule will keep BYU out of the college football playoff and the Heisman is Trevor Lawrence's to lose. Even without those things, fans should be thrilled with the season and succumb to Jerem Jordan's scheduling model, end quote.
1: There's been so much conversation about my scheduling model on Twitter. It's, it's been fun, which we'll get to later in the week. Like, I don't want it this easy. I would rather have three power fives, Utah plus two, right? I don't want it this easy, uh, but I also don't want seven power fives like next year. BYU's going to come back down to earth next year with seven power okay, fives.
2: It, there are multiple facets to this. I don't want that. BYU still needs
1: to beat group of five teams. True. If they're playing 12 group of five teams. Let's go. So far, so good. 5-0. and Coming up, Zach Wilson, the best quarterback in college football right now. And
2: ESPN's Trevor Maddich. What's the bigger storyline? Is it BYU 5-0 and undefeated, or is it Zach Wilson as a Heisman candidate? This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store,
0: official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Join Gregor Bell, Ed Lamb, and Elisa tuyaki for Coordinators Corner today as they look back to the BYU win over Houston. What a win it was. Coordinators Corner airing at the top of the hour, 1 Eastern on the joy We have, of course, on demand after
2: BYU by 17 plus. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is 1984 national champion ESPN college football analyst and insider Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom. It's another Maddich Monday. Trevor, is it time to remove the blue goggles when we discuss BYU's college football playoff chances?
0: It is never time to remove the blue goggles start there but when it comes to the playoff chances the the biggest hit to them besides their own schedule is the return of play of the big 10 and the pac 12 because at this point you would have a pac 12 champ a big 10 champ added to the mix the big 12 right now is in a bit of trouble you could have two contenders out of the sec not just the champion and all these things make a bit of a traffic jam for that number four spot. That's not to say whether or not BYU might be worthy of that. Just to say the way that the whole operation works, I wouldn't want to put the pressure on them that if they don't make the playoff, they didn't reach their pinnacle of potential.
1: Yeah. The playoff still feels uh, wild, which I'm donning the blue goggles. I, I just have to uh, Trevor last week or two weeks ago, I said I'd shave my head if, if uh, BYU goes to the playoff. I I just think it's going to be hard in the end with the schedule Let's see how the, what happens, but a New Year's Six is certainly a thing now. BYU's up to 12 without playing a Power Five, uh, and they've won convincingly in, in four of the five games, and now BYU has a, a, its best win of the season under its belt in Houston at number 12. We're at the halfway point. Uh, things are going perfectly right now. Do, do you feel like BYU is going to be in a position to be in, in, undefeated and for a New Year's Six at the end of the season?
0: Yeah, in position, yes. The undefeated part is the hard part because they still have some real obstacles to face. And so I don't want to say that they're just going to run the table. Let's just say that they will. But if they do, then, yeah, they'll be in position to be in that top 12. And I think it helps them that this season has gone the way it has for them. BYU has been a real uh, breakout media darling nationally. Part of the reason, the biggest reason, is the way they've been playing, the way they've been dominating games, and the way they've been having so much fun doing it. I mean, think right now. Can you think of any team in college football that you've watched on TV that looks like they're having more fun than BYU right now? Probably not. I can't. And that's part of it. The other part is that BYU, besides just playing a fun brand of football, brings a built-in audience. I mean, BYU is a true national program. So a New Year's Six poll doesn't have to worry about people traveling, although with BYU they would travel, although actually – with the LDS community. A lot of them would just cross the street, but you've also got a lot of eyeballs from a national standpoint that would be on that game, which will be important considering that they will probably have limited seating capacity in those bowls. So there are lots of reasons why BYU is attractive from a standpoint of a new Year's six bowl selection.
2: ESPN's Trevor Mattis with us on BYU sports nation. Trevor, what did you learn about BYU at Houston that we didn't know about the BYU football program
0: before? Well, I'll tell you two things. Uh, one of them, these are things that they proved. It's not that we didn't know. Is that things that they proved for this season and this team. One is that they can come back from behind against a team that's on a roll on the road. That's important. This Houston team is uh, dangerous. They've got a lot of athletes, a lot of big guys that can move on the line. BYU was playing without their big nose guard, Kairos Tonga, and in the opening game that Houston had just the week before, because all their openers had been postponed, they spotted Tulane two defensive touchdowns in the first quarter. Then they came back and beat them by three touchdowns or so. And so now that they had their feet under them, now they had some rhythm. Houston was that much more dangerous against BYU. Jumped on BYU and BYU fought back. So we learned that about this team. The other thing we learned is that they've got a lot of guys who can cover in the secondary because that was the big um, adjustment on defense where they decided to put more pressure up at the line of scrimmage, trust their guys on the back end to cover down. And guess what? They did.
1: It was impressive on both sides of the ball. And as you talked about, BYU made defensive adjustments. Couldn't stop Houston at all. They scored on four straight possessions. And then to finish the game, Trevor, the defense, five drives for Houston, 19 plays, eight yards. The defense may have won the game for BYU, although the offense had to score, but that was quite the showing given the way they were defending Houston before that.
0: Yeah, and the, the defense was the star of this game. The highlights will go mostly to Zach Wilson in the offense, and those guys are deserving of every highlight that gets played of them. But lost in that is the fact that the defense kind of got housed. They got rolled by that Houston passing game early in the game. They made an adjustment, and they came out and became a brick wall. And without that, it wouldn't have mattered what the offense did to score points to come back. Houston just would have kept scoring, and it would have been a track meet that BYU started a half a lap behind. But because the defense made that change, and then just they, their grit, they, just, they bore down with grit is what they did. And it was a, a joy to watch because there was nothing finesse about it. It was all pure attitude, and it was great.
2: Trevor, you mentioned the defense stepping up and really becoming collectively the star of the game. In your mind, was there one pivotal play or a memorable play that stands out more than most from BYU at Houston on Friday night?
0: You know what? I'm trying to think of what that play might be, and it's not standing out in my mind. There are a number of them, right?
2: I mean, Zach, Zach Wilson hits Dax Milne to put BYU up 10 on third and 15. The Chiefs' situation, Mason Wake underhand pass. Um, but That was the one. I mean, yeah. an onside yeah. kick? That's an onside kick from Jake guy, yeah. Oldroyd. They just create just crazy high-level I mean, plays. BYU,
0: BYU played on Friday night, and then on Saturday I must have watched 20 games. <laughs> and so the, the, some of the details have gotten lost on me there, so you have to forgive me for that. But that play was great, and I loved how Andre Ware – on the call invokes Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs about how they, how they pulled that play from them. And then I love the way he talked about Zach Wilson the whole game, even when they were behind Andre Ware's faith in Zach never wavered. He continued to talk about him the way that he has talked about him from Zach's freshman year. And it was amazing to see a Heisman trophy winner quarterback Andre Ware speak that way of the BYU quarterback knowing that he's not a guy that gives a whole lot of unnecessary compliments. I mean, Andre Ware doesn't just shine people on. If he says something kind about a player, he means it. If he says something about a quarterback relative to the Heisman, he seriously means it. And I thought it, the to me what stood out probably more than a play stood out the attitude of old, grizzled, been there, done that, Heisman winner Andre Ware about how this BYU quarterback was playing.
1: He's been talking up Zach since Zach's freshman year, frankly, and and, uh, so he's been on that bandwagon for a while. Zach is number one in the country in completion percentage, second in yards per attempt, second in efficiency, uh, both second to Mac Jones of Alabama. Is he a legit Heisman candidate right now in your opinion? And the question to me is, can he keep it up?
0: I think he's a legit Heisman candidate. He may get enough to even get to New York as a finalist. The problem that he has for winning it is two words, Trevor Lawrence. And then Mac Jones at Alabama has been lighting it up and he's been doing it against an SEC schedule that is, you know, 10 games. And that's, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard to move ahead of Jones if Jones continues what he's doing because of schedule. Justin Fields of Ohio State is about to start playing the way that Heisman works in terms of getting to New York is that they take the number of candidates until there's a big drop-off between the last one and the next one. So sometimes you'll see three candidates. That's because between three and four, it really dropped off a lot. Sometimes you'll see five because between five and six, it dropped off a lot. So in order for Zach to get to New York, he's got to be close enough to the one above him that he can go along and be one of those finalists. Now, not out of the question that he could win it. You never know what might happen. He is certainly playing, in my opinion, at a Heisman-caliber Level a Heisman winning caliber level, but there's over 900 voters, and those will they will take into account probably the the schedule, which is something that Zach has absolutely no control over.
2: Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation, a man who has consumed approximately 96 hours of football in the last four days. Uh, Trevor, when you look at Zach Wilson and the Heisman conversation compared to BYU being undefeated, five and zero, and ranked number 12. From a national standpoint, which
0: is the bigger story and why? I think the, the bigger story is the Heisman candidacy. Because you could look at the schedule that was reworked, and you could believe that they might be able to go undefeated up until now. Ranked until number 12, or ranked up at number 12, is a really big deal. And to get to number 12 with that schedule shows the respect that the people voting in those polls have for BYU, because normally with that schedule, you wouldn't be that high. And so they're saying that BYU would be a 12th-ranked team, even with a tougher schedule. But the Heisman candidacy, I think for people that haven't been following Zach Wilson his entire career, that popped out of nowhere. They probably thought he was just a nice quarterback, had a few nice moments, had played injured a lot. Let's see what he can do. But when he comes in and lights things up the way he's been lighting it up, hitting receivers deep down the field and still having, at least coming into last week, uh, an 81% completion percentage, that is amazing. And most of the time when a quarterback has that kind of a completion percentage, it's because he's throwing at or near the line of scrimmage. Zach Wilson is throwing down the field and those passes, many of them are pinpoint passes. Even if the receiver isn't well covered, a lot of those are dropping in on dimes as if they were well covered And that would be complete if they were well-covered. And then he hits. beats good coverage also. I don't want to take anything away from him. I'm just saying that I think a lot of people nationally did not expect that Zach Wilson would be able to do the things that he's been doing.
1: I don't know that we did. I mean, it's been incredible. We thought he would be way better being healthy and a junior, but it's been awesome. So in the AP poll, BYU's number 12, as you mentioned, they're as high as four to a couple of voters, as low as 21. Where would you put BYU?
0: I think 12 is about right right now you know i'd like to see them play against boise state uh, and san diego state before i would think we would want to put them up into the top 10. but everything is relative right in the ap poll the pac-12 and the big 10 are being included even though they haven't played yet now some of those voters aren't voting for those teams until they play that's why ohio state is at number six instead of it probably at number three right now even so that's kind of a legitimate number 12. And you've got to figure that as conference play goes on in other conferences, there'll be a bit of cannibalization that will go on that will have teams ahead of them lose and allow BYU to move up if they continue to win and look good. But that is the key. They've got to win and look good doing it. No more from a couple of weeks ago where they eked out a touchdown win. Mm-mm. They've got to look really good. Boise State might be the exception to that, but that's the formula for them to get higher than twelve. Keep in mind, New Year's Six, there's six polls. That's 12 teams. They don't want to be at number 12 and hope they can get in. It would be much better if they were at 10 or 9 or even 8. And that's not out of the question, considering that other teams ahead of them might lose.
2: Yeah, Trevor, you just answered my next question for you, which was, what can BYU do against two lowly teams right now in Texas State and Western Kentucky who are both struggling to legitimately climb into the top 10? Are we talking about... You know, 30, 40 plus point wins. Is, is that what it's going to take for BYU to get it to, to continue to receive that type of
0: attention from the voters? I, I don't know that the point total needs to be that much, but they need to dominate the games. They need to get out early, get in control, do a lot of dancing on the sidelines, see their backups come in, and also play very well and do more dancing on the sidelines. That'll be more important than whether the, the win total is by 20 points or by 40 points. They can't look like they're in trouble against those two teams because they combine for a record of two and nine. Two and nine. And so they've got to look good. Then they've got a break, and that break is interesting because what might happen in that break from a scheduling standpoint could make the difference between BYU getting up into the New Year Six and maybe even getting into range of the playoff and not because there's some interesting possibilities that could bring extra games into them. But they've got to get there first and so they can't overlook either of these two teams and win ugly in order to stay where they are. Trevor, I can't tell you how enjoyable it is at this point of a college football
2: season to be discussing with you for the first time BYU as the number 12 team and a New Year's it's 6 awesome, contender man. and an, a dark horse for the playoff. This is wild, man. It's
1: fun.
0: Yeah, this, this listen, this so far is going down as one of the most fun BYU football seasons I've ever, ever seen.
2: Yeah, and that that means something, coming from you, a national champion. Trevor, thanks for the time.
1: All right, thanks, guys.
2: Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how.
1: He brought up the, you know, maybe they add later. You and I have talked about this last week and started talking about this. I don't want BYU to add a game. I really don't. Assuming they can play the final five and not have one canceled for COVID, I just think it would stunt, uh, potentially stunt BYU's growth if they played someone quality and lost, boom, they're out of the New Year Six probably, right? If they win, they're definitely in. But there's so much risk there that I don't think BYU needs to take on. I say just play those games and get in there.
2: Would BYU get lost in the rhetoric of all of the other college football teams playing if they have a three-week break between November 21st and December Would they, 12th? Would they
1: slide down? I don't think that you, you probably don't go up, right, if you don't play. So. Yeah. Okay, coming up, what the national media are saying.
2: And will BYU have a 100-yard receiver in every single game the Cougars play this season? We're halfway through, and it's happening. is BYU Sports Nation.
1: This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. After further review, reviews the win over Houston, looks ahead to Texas State, number 12 BYU. It's Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon break down the film. They'll also preview what it will look like with fans in the stands. Okay, I don't know if they're going to discuss that. but AFR is tomorrow night, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app, and of course, on-demand app.
2: He is Jeremiah Spencer, and this is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it on a Monday. Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems.
1: Zach Wilson leads the nation in passer rating a 94.2 grade from pro football focus. Is he the best quarterback in the country right now?
2: No. Zach Wilson has the best numbers of any quarterback in the country right now, but that title still belongs to Clemson's Trevor Lawrence. The fact that we're even having this conversation, though, is incredible. They showed up on a split screen with each other during Bama, Georgia.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that full screen was Gnarly. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, He's in the combo, definitely, which is the most flattering thing. But yeah, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback. Mac Jones is playing at a similarly high level and against tougher competition than Zach. But Zach's right there, man. He's in the combo.
2: Which Bill Connolly midseason award? And there are a bunch of them. Yes is most likely to result in a postseason award. Jerem, is it it the running back? Is is it the coach?
1: It's Kalani Satake as head coach. So if BYU goes undefeated, he will win some National Coach of the Year awards because Coach of the Year typically is, oh, we didn't expect this, and you did something we didn't expect. Ask Damon Stoudemire. Mark Pope should have been the men's basketball coach of the year in the league. He was not because BYU is typically top three, but I think it's uh, Kalani Satake.
2: Is there an Athletic Director of the Year award? Because I think Tom Holmo <laughs> should win that one, Bill Connolly.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, Kalani Sitake is clearly on a list uh, that is uh, very publicized right now. And again, BYU's been cruising along six weeks in, man. Now the Big Ten and Pac-12 come, but he's got a head start.
1: BYU's been on the freeway. They left early. There's limited traffic. Now it's going to be a little more clear. Lost in the conversation about the 29 unanswered points is the fact that the BYU defense didn't give up any points. So did the defense actually win the game?
2: These are always tough to answer, but I feel like the defensive adjustment changed the momentum of the game. So, yeah, I'm going to lean towards the BYU defense giving up eight yards. Eight yards over the last, how many drives was it, Jarrett? Five? Which brings
1: us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In Houston's final five drives, they had 19 plays, eight yards left. Eight yards left. I like looking at stats when BYU wins. That one was like, holy schnikes!"
2: Zach Wilson and the offense were doing their thing. But BYU needed to stop Houston to win the game.
1: Yes. Uh, I, th- I don't believe that defense wins you games unless they score, because physically you have to get those points. I am I guess more technical about it. The defense set up BYU to win. The offense could had short fields. The onside kick, special teams, by the way. Special teams like, what the heck? We had a surprise onside. Jake Aldroyd to Talmud Gunther. Pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, Jake Aldroyd was my Y-factor pick, and he would have won it, but Dax Milne had an incredible night. Won it by this one. <laughs> BYU through five games this season, Jerem, has had a 100-yard receiver in every single one of those games. Gunnar Romney, the first three, Dax Milne, yep. the next two. Are the Cougars going to continue this trend?
1: I don't think so. I think there will be one game where there's not. But the way BYU's playing, it's like, hey, why not? Yeah, against Boise State, it'll be tough.
2: There will be a game in there somewhere where a receiver... You think the
1: Boise State secondary is better than Houston's? I don't.
2: I don't know. I don't know. I think Houston's better. San Diego State lost a bunch. They sent guys to the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be close.
1: Your equipment tweeted out this week's uniform combo. It's all Navy. (laughs) I'm disappointed in this. I already know what you think about this. What do you think?
2: I feel like the <laughs> I feel like the vitriol for the Navy is I, it's it's a little bit off base. Like it's not as it doesn't pop like Royal. Royal's so clean. It's so fun. Yeah. No, I'm okay with it. Not, I don't love it, but I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Coming. on. <laughs> the prop picks or what? Oh, maybe.
2: Oh, what are the national pundits saying about BYU? We've gathered the best of the best, and pretty sure we need to send all of those guys blue goggles now. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Sending us the blue goggles.
0: BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: Watch BYU football with Kalani Satake as head coach recap, Houston, previews Texas State, Zach Dawes the guest, Mason Wake in the film room, and B-Blue on Zane Anderson tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app.
2: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B on another winning Monday. BYU 5-0 and for the first time since 2008. They're number 12 in the country. The three times BYU has been ranked number 12 in the history of the program, that week they've won. That mm, stat according to okay. Cougar stats. Okay. That'll,
1: I'll, I'll that'll, like be, that. that'll
2: continue this weekend.
1: That should continue that, that, this that, week. That'll, that'll, that'll BYU Open as a 30-point fave, by the way.
2: 30 points. Okay, well, we know what the friends in the desert are saying about BYU, but what about all of the national pundits? What they are saying, Jerem, starting with Stuart Mandel of The Athletic, friend of the program. He's been on with us a number of times. He tweeted the following. is having a special season. So glad we'll get to see them against Boise State in a few weeks. Yeah,
1: that's a matchup a lot of people are looking forward to November 6th. He went on to tweet about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is something special. What a throw. Third
2: and 15 to Dax Mill to make it 36 26.
1: was what a throw, man. Oh, it was awesome. Hey, you like
2: what Stuart Mandel saying? How about his partner on the Audible podcast and Fox Sports analyst Bruce Feldman, who tweeted approximately the same time as the Wilson throw? What a beautiful throw by Zach Wilson. Every game BYU has played this year, he's been spectacular.
1: Did you know he drove on the weekends to John? Jaunt- I'm just kidding. Uh, Bruce Feldman also tweeted the following. His updated top 10. He uh, teased, who deserves the number one spot now, Alabama or Clemson? How high do you rank BYU and its breakout star quarterback, Zach Wilson?
2: Hmm. Well, Stuart Mandel teased the pod where Feldman has BYU ranked. And at number four are the Cougars. Mm. Uh, whoa. Number four. Mandel said, I love Coastal Carolina and BYU, but uh, those, and you know, I know Stuart or Bruce loves those teams, but I think he's
1: nuts. Paul, <laughs> we all are a little bit. Paul Feinbaum, of course, of uh, ESPN, covers the SEC mainly. He put on Sports Center yesterday morning. BYU as number four as well. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum. Like and all these guys, they're all credible, right? Okay, Kirk Herbstreit, uh, perhaps the most credible voice in college football analysis, right? As as exes in Herbie goes bananas. He puts BYU at sixth, so okay. he, he continues to have BYU just out, and he's done just the teams that have played. He hasn't put in Ohio State, yeah. his alma mater quite yet I'm imagining that soon he will I don't
2: know that BYU is going to show up in the top six from Kirk Hersey next week because Ohio State Ohio going State's to Ohio have start,
1: yeah, we'll see. Big ten, ten starts playing this week that, that will have an impact on the narrative around BYU
2: we'll see I mean maybe Notre Dame loses at Pittsburgh
1: we Notre think. Dame is going to lose to Clemson that's going to happen Attrition. well just Clemson's awesome Clemson's an SEC team wearing ACC colors
2: Fox Sports analyst Joe Klatt, my college football top 10. BYU in at number 10, just behind Oklahoma State and Florida at 8 and 9, respectively.
1: Yeah, how about that? So, yeah, this whole, like, weird 2020 deal, BYU's taking advantage of it. BYU's not to be discredited for it, in my opinion. They're to be credited for it. Playing games, uh, being the only team in the West to play, still to this point. We have a couple weeks until the Mountain West and Pac-12 start again. Notice I haven't mentioned the Pac-12 in the whole the, they are not a factor in all of this at the moment. Oregon is the highest-ranked team. BYU is ranked ahead of Oregon right now. We'll see it because those teams will win some games and climb up. BYU is in a position where even if they beat Texas State and Western Kentucky convincingly, perhaps they don't climb. They may, may even drop a spot or two depending, depending on, on who th- does what. So just keep an eye on that. Don't be unexpectedly surprised.
2: Yeah. All right, CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd likes Zach Wilson, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, he puts him uh, third. On his list. Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Jalen Waddle. I agree with that list. Like, like spot for spot. I, I think that's spot on. Jalen Waddle is unbelievable. And then the next great Alabama wide receiver. We knew this last year. They, they have a couple of them that are incredible.
2: Through five like, weeks, Zach Wilson would be a Heisman finalist. He would be in New York.
1: Through five weeks. But uh, they play more than five. We, <laughs> we just reached the halfway point, by the way, of the season. Assuming that BYU plays all these games and doesn't add any. They have a 10-game schedule in
2: them. I want to go back to something that you and I were discussing earlier in the show and no, have no. been discussing on and off since this uh, whole thing got rolling. The BYU hype train got rolling. Should BYU add another game? Should they add another I, game? Are they going to get lost having three weeks between games, November 21st to December 12th? Like, do they need to schedule somebody?
1: I don't, I'm not as worried about that um, as maybe... You are. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think that if BYU is undefeated at the end, that, that when the dust settles, BYU is undefeated, and they had a great player in Zach Wilson, right? That BYU will be in position to get a New Year's Six invite. I don't think they need to add to get that. And I, I think if, if BYU has... Let, let's say the Boise State game got canceled for COVID or whatever. Then it'd be like, absolutely, BYU needs to add a relevant game because they have to prove themselves in now. I don't think BYU needs to. If BYU uh, you know, beat Navy... Houston two zero versus the American. By the way, that's not insignificant. Uh, and then you have Boise State, and then hopefully San Diego State's decent. That that's enough. BYU has a big enough brand to do this. If M- Marshall's four zero and barely in, BYU's five zero and well in. That's the national cachet of BYU.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, stay with us because we have something from Ralph Sokolowski, our uh, statistician with BYU football coming up. That oh, we you, tweeted
1: all, you all need to hear. About the 100-yard receivers. Uh-huh. Okay. You all need to hear it, so stay with us. Okay, coming up, who gets today's rise and shadow?
2: And a very close race in prop picks gets even closer. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout
0: is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward.
2: BYU Sports Nation, available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps.
1: Or download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review the show.
2: Now, before we get to our prop pick results from the BYU at Houston game, a couple of notes that we need to mention. First and foremost, Jerem, some love for the cross-country team.
1: Absolutely. They competed over the weekend. Pretty awesome. Whitney Orton took the individual title at the Oklahoma State Invitational. She ran the 6K in 2027, and uh, she led the team to the invite title. The men finished third, Connor Mance. Casey Klinger, by the way, back from Mission, he won national championship. Like, he was legit. Uh, Out of high school, number one recruit, finished second and third. So men warming up a little bit, uh, but the women won the title. So these two teams will compete for the Natty again. Again. Whitney Orton dribbled a basketball
2: a mile without messing up the dribble in under five minutes.
1: I'm impressed with just the first part of that sentence, (laughs) let alone the world record. You know what I mean?
2: Hey, women's golf head coach Carrie Roberts announces the hiring of Leah Garner, former player and yeah, former was awesome. uh, guest on BYU Sports
1: Nation. Back now, when we used to have guests in studio. and
2: all-West Coast Conference uh, performer all four years she played at BYU.
1: Okay, and then you mentioned it. Ralph Sokolowski, longtime statistician for uh, Gregor Bell. Um, he, he says the last season in which BYU had a 100-plus yard receiver in every game was 2008. How about that? Austin Collie and a player to be named later. Hello, Jerome. Hi, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, those were, that was an incredible tandem. Listen, I thought Dax and Gunner would have a nice year. I thought Gunner would break out. He did, three hundies to start. They're both breaking the, out. The fact that Dax is going 100 plus is awesome. Former walk on that was probably going to go to Weber State or Southern Utah. Here he is thriving as a junior. And again, just pocket this idea and don't forget it. It takes a minute for guys to develop. Other people are in front of them. They develop later physically, mentally, whatever. Junior year for those two, and now they're going.
2: Dax is the beneficiary of more passes going around because Matt Bushman is not there.
1: True. That's true, too. Great point.
2: 2008, some correlations there. 5 0 for the first time since 2008.
1: Well, let's hope it ends better now. Let's one.
2: get to our prop picks uh, going into the weekend. Jason Shepard had the lead. 15 points to Jerem's 14 to
1: Mike. If 12. we lose to Jason, we'll just throw out the totals. He's not here. I'm halfway through. <laughs> Long way to go. He's, he's beating us. All right, Jerem lead us off. More rushing touchdowns. Zach Wilson with BYU running backs combined. The running backs had it. They had uh, two. Wilson almost had the one, but he was just barely short.
2: All three of us right on that pick.
1: Yeah, it would have been a push without it, right? Mm hmm. Yeah.
2: Will either team have a double-digit lead at some point during the game? All three of us said yes. Oh, yeah. And all three of us were right.
1: Yeah. He, he won by 17, for crying out loud. And trailed by as many as what? Twelve. 12. Okay, who will be the first to a hundy on Friday? Katoa, Algier, Romney, Dax Milner, some Houston receiver named Marquez Stevenson who didn't do anything. One catch. Uh, it was Dax Milner, 4 I'm, so, Put I'm sorry, Dax. some respect on his
2: name. I'm sorry, Dax. That's our bad. That's our bad. I should have gone with my heart. You know where my heart generally lies. Number four. <laughs> generally. <laughs> more or less than... Not specifically! More or less than 62 points scored combined between the Cougars and Cougars. Hey, I, I made up a point here. I said that
1: yeah, it would be the over. I, I didn't think it would be this high scoring, but boom, BYU poured it on at the end. It,
2: it took cool. a late Tyler Algier touchdown to bring that into fruition.
1: Okay, And last but not least, over under two spots, BYU will move up or down the eight people on Sunday... Up two spots, so it's a push. Uh, you and I said under. Jason said over. So it was exactly two.
2: Okay. Up from 14 to number 12. Prop Jason leads. now. Jason's still in the lead, 17. Jerem has 16. And I am now back one of Jerem, 15, because I made up one point. Yep. Our question of the day, is it time to take out the blue goggles and have a serious discussion about BYU football's college football playoff chances and Zach Wilson as a Heisman candidate? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at... He-Man Tim on Twitter, yes, we just won one heck of a ball game in gutsy fashion. The Cougs are coming into their own while other power fives are just starting their seasons. BYU's coaches have ice in their veins, and the players believe, keep the pedal down and drive the hype train like we stole it. <laughs>
1: like we stole it. Thou I, shalt not. Like Marshawn Lynch on the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain Awareness <sighs> Credit <to the> <sighs> Union, guiding you forward. Zach Wilson, what an incredible season he's having right now. Let's continue to enjoy this season. And perhaps it's the last one of Zach if he keep playing like this.
2: Mine goes to another Zach, Zach Daw, who was instrumental defensively for BYU late. His journey through BYU is a walk-on.
1: We'll tell it on the Satake Show. Tomorrow.
2: Okay. Can't wait for that. Our thanks to today's guest, Trevor Maddich. Already done a spin on no time. For Jeremiah Spencer. Shout-out to Byron Rex, coordinator's corner, live in two minutes on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs.